Yo, what's up? Welcome to Kind of Funny Games Daily for Monday, June 28th, 2021. I'm one of your hosts, Blessing Adioye Jr. Joining me is Tim Ma fucking Gettys. It's Monday, which means it's Tim and Bless. It's a big oh, deal, yeah. you know, it's, it's but a not really big as deal. big a deal as Xbox Game Pass that you can get for $9.99 a month. Dude, it's been really fun watching the Twitter shenanigans because, like, I feel like half the tweets I read from gaming Twitter were just regular schmegler tweets that twisted halfway, (laughs) halfway through into like, oh yeah, and you can save on however much money by by subbing to Xbox Game Pass uh, a month. It's it's a good bit. I am absolutely adoring this bit. Mm -hmm. Me too, bless me too. Because it's the greatest deal in gaming. Tim, we got a lot to talk about today. So let's talk about new Smash Ultimate DLC details, Battlefield 2042 getting bots, and more. Because this is Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week at 10 a.m. live right here on twitch.tv slash kindoffunnygames. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. If you're watching live, you can correct us when we get stuff wrong by going to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. If you don't want to watch live, you can watch later. YouTube.com slash kind of funny games, roosty.com, or you can listen later on podcast services around the globe by searching for kind of funny games daily. To be a part of the show, to patreon.com slash kind of funny games or bronze members or above, get to write in. And silver members or above, get the show ad free with the exclusive daily post show. Tim, speaking of Twitter, mm-hmm. I tweeted uh, yesterday about how I was looking for a game that had both. 10 out of 10 combat and 10 out of 10 puzzle design. Mm-hmm. Is there a game that comes comes to mind for you? Because I got so many responses. And so many of them, are, you're almost there, but I don't know if I would say any game has 10 out of 10 both. That's the thing is I feel like those two things are almost in contradiction in terms of being a 10 out of 10. Like I feel like if you're 10 out of 10 in one, the other one's going to have to suffer because puzzles almost inherently slow down combat. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like depending on what you define combat as, because like if you're talking about Uncharted and you include the, the shooting and monster closet shit there as combat, you get what I'm saying? It's like, I wouldn't say that that either puzzles or combat there is 10 out of 10, but like mm-hmm. that style of game, I think could potentially have it. I feel like some people could argue sure. a God of War 2018. So, I mean, close, God of even War, then, I totally disagree. Cause I think I that say, the puzzles are serviceable, but yes. they're not like, that's the thing. Honestly, I would even say the earlier God of War games are better contenders. Like God of War 1 and 2 in terms of combat and puzzle design. I don't know if I would say either are 10 out of 10, but they are both very good in both. Like both of the, both of those things are probably 8 out of 10 in terms of how yeah. good the puzzles and the combat is. Like for me the closest answer that I could think of is Breath of the Wild, which to me has 10 out of 10 puzzle design and then the actual combat system it's closer to probably an eight, but when you take that and combine it with the larger systems at work and how you can feed in other things into the combat, starts to inch it up for maybe. But even then, I feel like that's a debatable one, even in yeah. my heart. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Yeah. People in the chat are throwing throwing out a lot. A lot of people were saying Uncharted, which I don't know if I'd give any Uncharted game 10 out of 10 combat, but I see where you're coming from there. I think both I think combat and puzzles are pretty good in Uncharted. Some people were saying uh uh Sekiro which I would say does have 10 out of 10 combat, along with Bloodborne. Souls games in general, I would say have 10 out of 10 combat. I, I mean, I feel like I don't know about thing, puzzles. That's where it gets interesting, where it's like, what's a puzzle? Because figuring out the pattern of a boss, that is a puzzle. Like, it's not sure. stop what you're doing and do this thing. But I think the answer are Souls games. Like, I think that, that the answer to your question, Bless, in a real way, is just Souls games. For sure. I guess, yeah, it, it, it comes down to what you're talking about uh, when, you, when you talk about puzzles. Chat, keep throwing out 
keep throwing out games because I'm looking for I'm looking for something that satisfies both because I'm playing Guilty Gear and Chicory. Or I, I've been playing Guilty Gear and Chicory this last week, and I've been loving the combat so much in Guilty Gear. I've been loving the puzzles so much in Chicory, and I got that craving. I got that thirst. I saw somebody earlier out there throw out uh, what was the game? What was the game? What was the game? Oh, I lost it. Somebody threw out something good, and I wanted to touch on it. Uh, Dishonored 2 is an interesting one. I don't know if I would agree totally, but it was, I think it's a good, it's a good, it's a good one to throw out there. But keep throwing these out because I want to see. Uh, of course, housekeeping for you. If you want to see Greg be a pirate and play Sea of Thieves, do I have the video for you? Uh, <laughs> our edited Let's Play video from Greg and Mike's Sea of Thieves sessions uh, is up right now on the Kind of Funny Games YouTube channel. Of course, that's edited by the one, the only, Roger Picorni. And then speaking of ridiculous premises, a uh, new Kind of Funny podcast is up right now titled, Is Castaway Better Than Star Wars The Phantom Menace? I don't know. You'll have to watch the video to find out who, you'll, who said you'll that. You'll have to watch the video to find out. <laughs> that's that's up right now on youtube.com slash kindoffunny. Thank you to our Patreon producers, Donovan Harkness and Blackjack. Today we're brought to you by Credit Karma, Freshly and HelloFresh. But I'll tell you about that later. For now, let's begin with what is and forever will be the Orpa Report. It's time for some news. We have six stories today. Baker's dozen. The one I saw in chat that I wanted to bring up, quite a few people have brought this one up. Batman Arkham City, which I would say has 9 out of 10 combat and probably like 8 out of 10 puzzles. I couldn't say the puzzles in the Arkham games are 10 out of 10, but they are really good puzzles. They are really good puzzles. They have both both good things. But keep throwing more. I want to see more. Somebody said the answer is Divinity 2, which it, I, that's an interesting one. I'll think, I'll, I'll think, I mean, I'll think know, on that one a bit. Okay, so in the same vein, <laughs> I'm doing a pun before I even get there, uh, that I was talking about the Souls games being a good example. I do think Metroidvanias also are. Because it's like, okay. we just need to find what, what 2D metroidvania style games have 10 out of 10 combat because i think 10 out of 10 puzzles a lot of the good ones do for sure and i feel like there are ones that have great combat i wouldn't necessarily say super metroid does symphony of the night i'd see an argument for some, some people are throwing out hollow knight which i gotta play more hollow knight hollow Absolutely. knight might be the answer Hol the hollow knight might there. honestly be the answer ori is also good i don't know if i would say ori has 10 out of 10 combat but ori i think goes a long way in terms of satisfying both as well yeah, always close. Yeah. Spider-Man 2018. I don't Spider-Man 2018 doesn't have 10 out of 10 puzzles. Come on, guys. We're no, better than this. Up, We're no. better than this. <laughs> Combat for sure. Puzzles. I, I don't know about that. Story number one. Let's talk about how we got that Yakuza or uh, I was gonna say Yakuza. Kazuya uh smash stream this morning. We got a recap from you or for you from Chris Carter at Destructoid. In case you missed it, Masahiro Sakurai and Nintendo announced new Super Smash Brothers Ultimate DLC at E3 this year, and it went over fairly well. Kazuya of Tekken Fame is joining the cast, and just this morning, Sakurai gave us a taste of what to expect. Sakurai confirmed that the Devil Gene plot point makes it into Smash, and that the reason, <clears throat> excuse me, the reason they they didn't go in uh, go with Heiachi is because he does not have that gene, and the Devil Power. Stop for a second, stop for one What's second. Up? What does that mean, Sakurai? The Devil Gene plot point makes it into Smash. What? 
Oh yeah, the what? devil gene. You don't know about the devil gene? No, I know oh, all about, know about the, the devil, devil gene. gene. I know about that, the devil how, gene. Okay, okay. How does that fit into Smash? Like, it's not like Smash has a plot. Like, they had the World <laughs> of Light stuff. They haven't been adding to that. You know, we uh, get our little cutscenes, and that's it. Like, that's the just plot, such a the, weird thing. Doesn't that the, just mean the plot we're lifts you the character design? Yeah. What was that, Kevin? Gonna, doesn't that just mean we're gonna get devil gin? Means we're gonna get devil or Kazuya, Kazuya, or at least he's gonna sorry, use sorry, his, sorry. his devil moves. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 and so basically, I'll it, it goes into it in the article, right? Uh, we're gonna get the devil gene plot point, yada yada. Uh, the devil powers make for a cooler character. Uh, it's basically Sak- Sakurai's explanation for why we're getting Kazuya totally instead fair. of Hayachi. Kazuya will sport most of his original kit, including a classic 10 hit combo and crumple moves, but he also straight up has a projectile, the Devil Blaster, that can pass through multiple opponents with his power decreasing each time, and you can angle it. It can be reflected and absorbed and even pocketed. In fact, all of his specials will utilize his Devil Gene, including the Devil Fist, which can be which can be heavily punished. Up B will trigger his Devil Wings, which sport an extreme vertical and can be even used in KOs. Down B, Heaven's Door, grabs an opponent and slams them into the ground following a launcher uppercut. As noted by Sakurai Presents Kazuya Stream, the soundtrack for the Kazuya DLC will feature 39 songs in total. There's no victory fanfare. Instead, the tech announcer will say, quote, Kazuya Mishima wins. Fuck yeah, dude. I love that. He's out on June 29th, that's tomorrow, with new Mii Fighter costumes and a Min Min Amiibo, which is slated for 2022. In respective order, the new Mii costumes will represent Lloyd from Tales of Vesperia, the Dragonborn from Skyrim, Dante from Devil May Cry, and Shantae. Sakurai confirmed that the last fighter, uh, the next one, will be the very last one and will be, will be announced and released this year. Tim, ma, fucking Gettys, how do you feel about all of the above? bittersweet man obviously this all looks fantastic it's great Tekken getting some love was an inevitable uh bandai namco helping make smash ultimate like definitely this makes a lot of sense uh sakurai loves video games loves the history of video games and if smash ultimate is one thing it is a museum of video game history and reverence and just passion for the 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 medium and i am equally sad that this is the second to last character as I am that this is the second to last Sakurai breakdown video because you learn some shit watching these. He goes through the franchise histories and like you can tell that he really cares and like puts so much thought into what characters make it into Smash and why, right? What they what they're going to mean from a historical point of view to the franchise but also are they going to be fun to play are they going to fit the smash world and what i've really loved that sakurai's done with the dlc challenger packs in particular is in addition to even the smash ultimate new characters was really making sure that they all have or at least most of them have some type of gimmick that they play very differently than smash characters were were used to and this is another example like we've seen a, a lot of focus on the fighting game stuff with with terry with uh with Ken, with, um, you know, Ryu yeah, going Ryu. through and adding now Tekken characters. It's like, those are very different style fighting games, but how do those move sets translate to the Smash Brothers that we know and love? And I love how much passion and care they put into every single decision. Um, the me costumes is just, you know, it, it always is the the thing where it's like, oh, it's hype, there's representation, but that just means we are not never going to see Dante in Smash. But with one character left, I, I think that uh, this is all kind of leading us into a, a interesting place of predictions and theorizing who it could be. And it, there's so many people. But Do you have any day, predictions now that, now that Dante's ruled out? 
I mean, I never I, Dante. I thought had a very good chance. No, not a very good chance. Uh, yeah, a very good chance. Had a chance. Had a, had a. I would like say a good chance. Uh, five or six characters ago, mm-hmm. as it started getting dwindled down, there have been a couple out of left field ones. Like Sephiroth, got to be honest, never, ever, ever imagined that uh, he would be in the game, let alone take up one of the very limited slots. Right? You start looking at the other ones, and it, like they make some sense in terms of representation on franchises, both Nintendo and third party. But this being the last one. I'm 50-50 on, they're going all out, and it is going to be a freaking crazy banger, or it's just going to be another character, and that is what it is, and we're just going to be happy because the you can't be mad at this roster. It is unrivaled and fantastic, but would it be amazing to see a Master Chief? Yeah, Crash Bandicoot, Sora, those are ones that I th- would be insane, would be insane. I love Sora. I'd love to to see Sora in there. Uh, When you look at the DLC characters we've gotten, right? Like, in order, we've gotten Piranha Plant, we've gotten Joker, Hero from Dragon Age, Banjo and Kazooie, Terry, Byleth, Min Min, Steve slash Alex from Minecraft, Sephiroth, Pyra, and Mithra, and then Kazuya, which is a very good and fascinating list of DLC characters. And very... Yeah, eclectic is, is the right word for it and makes it very difficult to predict what the next one might be. Because mm-hmm. I can see the next one being, yeah, here's another character from Mario or Fire, like, God forbid Fire Emblem, but maybe we'll get another Fire <laughs> Emblem character. Like, at this point, I'm not going to be surprised. I'd be bummed, but I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. Uh, but it could also be something as crazy as here's Master Chief, you know, or here's uh, Doom Guy, or here's some mm-hmm. somebody you wouldn't expect. It's really hard to nail down. Like, pers- Doom Guy has been softy confirmed as well because there's already mm-hmm. a me costume that's true that's true but even still right like you never you can never predict there's so many no, things man. we gotta put as parameters on what uh sakurai might do or not and he surprised us multiple times and so i wouldn't be surprised for him to go actually you know what i like this character and so even though they were a costume uh, a while ago we're gonna bring them in as a full character um but even so, right? Like it's so hard to predict. You know, like I would love. What one of my predictions has always been Travis Touchdown, who I think is also a me costume. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'll love Travis Touchdown. But even that, after getting the characters that we've gotten, feels like a weird left field one that I couldn't. It's it. Now that we've gotten characters as big as, quote unquote, as big as Kazuya, right? And and uh, Terry and Sephiroth, even. It's hard for me to be like Travis touchdown is the right decision when you could go weird, you could go crazy, you could get another Banjo and Kazooie and have yeah. it go that way. The the one that I really would love to have in in this game that is just simply not going to happen because of course from a hype level and from a personal standpoint I want Crash, duh, right? I would lose my mind for Sora. That'd be fucking awesome. Uh, Ryu Hayabusa we always bring up from Ninja Gaiden. I think that would be really fitting. That would make sense for this game. But the one that honestly makes more sense than anything, and Master Chief obviously I'd lose my mind over. But the one that I would love to see as the final character in this game that would just be like Chef's Kiss is echo characters in the same way they did uh pira and rex right um mm-hmm. mithra. Is that right mithra yeah um i want a sub-zero scorpion oh my god that would be so right? sick i don't i think so it's sick. i think it's a little too far out of the the realm of the characters that they normally choose here having said that though i've just spent 20 minutes talking about how sakurai has a reverence for video games and their history and fighting games in particular there's one fighting game franchise that is not really being represented here that needs to be and it's mortal fucking combat yeah 
No, you're absolutely right. Like, I think that would tie everything together as far as getting Street Fighter, Tekken, and Mortal Kombat into the game. That would be such a beautiful story and a beautiful through line. I would absolutely adore that. Sora might be the one that I would get the most hype for. You know, like, I think Sora is a character that so many people love because there's so many Kingdom Hearts fans out there. And the people who love Kingdom Hearts really love Kingdom Hearts. And for me, I'm, I consider myself a very casual fan of Kingdom Hearts. I love the first one uh, uh, mostly as a kid. But that's one that I, I, for the longest time, you know, I've had that desire for that character in the game. And so that would be super dope for me. But yeah, dude, I don't know, man. Sky's the limit. It could be anyone. And so mm-hmm. it could yeah, be Waluigi. Got it could it. be Waluigi. <laughs> also, be. it's saw somebody in chat mentioned earlier, right? Regarding the 10 out of 10 puzzle, 10 out of 10 combat thing. Speaking <laughs> of Doom guys, people were throwing out Doom, which like Doom 2016, which I think okay. 10 out of 10 combat, 1000%. And you get into the thing of, all right, combat puzzles, does that count, right? Do we count combat puzzles as combat, which or as know. puzzles, which I wouldn't necessarily, but I see where you're going there, and I like it. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. I like the idea. Mm-hmm. Also, a lot of people have been saying CrossCode, which I haven't checked out, that I should check out. So many people were replying that to my tweet, and so I definitely want to try out CrossCode now. Definitely want to try that out. Uh, but yeah, like, you know, looking looking back at the news story, right? Cool that we're getting a Min Min Amiibo. Uh, Cool that we're getting the Dragonborn from Skyrim as a a me costume. That's one that I wouldn't have called, but it makes a lot of sense. Um, And yeah, like I I just love seeing the amount of love and care that Sakurai puts in and the team puts into these DLC characters. Because going back to Kazuya and Smash, right? 39 songs in total being added into the game. Super awesome. 39 Tekken songs. Like, I don't know that... The Tekken, I've never heard people talk about Tekken soundtracks being oh. like standouts, right? And I'm Tim. not saying there's not bangers, but I'm just like, people talk about the Street Fighter soundtrack, right? About the character themes. They talk about so many, like Castlevania, when there's 39 Castlevania songs, or when Final Fantasy songs finally made it, and it was like, oh shit. This is just proof that Sakurai gives a fuck, man. He's like, you know what? There's not millions of them out there, but they're out there. And I got to do this for them, man. I love the amount of new oh, yeah. arrangements on the list, too. That's always the most exciting part of the of the music in Smash. Yeah, I mean, I'm definitely one of those people that, like, when I read 39 songs from Tekken, I'm like, let's fucking go. Because I'll stand by. The Tekken soundtrack is fucking amazing. You're right. That is, it's not as easily comparable to Street Fighter in the sense that Street Fighter, every single character has a theme that is fucking dope. But for me, weirdly enough, the takeaway from Tekken music is, like, the Tekken menu music is often fucking sick. Like, the character selection music in te- Tekken Tag Tournament is so memorable memorable to me. The main menu music in Tekken 7 is so great. Even t- Tekken Revolution, the free-to-play Tekken <laughs> game on PS3, had some banger-ass music that, to this day, I still bump. And so that gets me super excited. And then to see that Kazuya as a character has his 10-hit combos. Yeah, like, he seems to be a very technical character in terms of the way that he plays hearing him talk about uh uh, like even having the crumple moves which is a very like fighting game ass mechanic having them implement that into into smash with his character in this way i think is super cool and i'm all about this so shout out to sakurai shout out to smash can't wait to see who that next smash character is i like tim's idea of scorpion give a scorpion and sub-zero do a sakurai story number two battlefield 2042 will have bots this is from andy robinson at video games chronicle Battlefield 2042 will backfill its largest 128-player matches with AI-controlled bots to keep games populated, publisher Electronic Arts has confirmed. 
On PC, PlayStation 5, and Xbox Series X, 2042 will support Battlefield's largest battles to date with its all-out warfare mode, which is described as the next generation of fan, fav fan favorites, Conquest, and Breakthrough, featuring the largest maps ever for the franchise. However, EA told The Verge that when Battlefield 2042 is unable to find 128 players of a match, it will fill the gaps with up to 64 AI soldiers to keep games populated. There are currently no plans to let players turn off this feature, I reportedly said, but humans will always take priority. So at peak times, players may not ever encounter AI-controlled opponents. Popular online games such as PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds, Star Wars Battlefront, and Rocket League already add AI bots when players aren't available, but, but not at the scale uh, EA's plan for Battlefield. Coming off of that, I got a question in from BJ Bernardo, who writes into patreon.com slash games, just like you can, and says, Hey, y'all, with Battlefield 2042 having bots, I got questions. Would you prefer just having human players instead of bots and have a lack of players fixed differently, uh, i.e. move to a smaller location, map is shrunk by gas or storm, etc.? Do we want these bots to be a threat to kill digital you? I feel like on the KF streams, ain't nobody sweating those Fortnite bots. And then, do you think Battlefield will have a problem of not having enough players, maybe from its, from its price point to the multiplayer competition being really tough to crack down right now? Thanks, BJ. We got a few questions there, Tim, right? Uh, you know, do you think, do you, think uh, you know, having bots is the right solution? Do we want bots to be strong enough that they absolutely destroy you in matches? And do we think Battlefield is going to have enough players come launch? Tim, where do you want to start? Um, I mean, I want to start just with the concept of bots in general. I think that there's a, a major value to them, but the implementation has to be there. And that's in any type of, of game. I remember, you know, back in the, the, the burgeoning era of what is now modern console first-person shooter games and like playing Halo, I was always so bummed that there weren't bots just so I could practice, you know? So when I did play with my friends, uh, this is in a pre-online days, unless you're using like X-Connect or whatever. Um, just to be able to like sharpen my skills and learn the game a little bit more. And then as we've kind of progressed, I think bots got left in the, the wayside, like for sure. Uh, but now we're seeing them kind of come back in all these different ways. And I think of like, we just talked about the last story smash, like having the AI there. Sure. They're not like human characters, but going up against level nines and having that sliding scale of what level you, you choose is kind of super important to Smash and to getting you better at that game and learning how to play different characters oh, before yeah. you take it online, before you take it to tournaments or with your friends or et cetera, et cetera. So with this, I think that there is a value of like just the tutorialization, the teaching people how to play, all the different modes, all the different things. For these big ass games, BJ is leaning towards something interesting here about what we've been talking about of is Battlefield going to be in a bad place because $70 price point for a multiplayer elite title what's that going to do to the player base blah 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 they're already planning that they're not going to have enough people it's good they're planning though they realize the situation there and they're trying to get ahead of it like i think that this is a good thing the implementation needs to be there and the balance of how good the bots are i think needs to be something that you can manually change yourself mm -hmm. yeah i think Battlefield finds itself in an interesting place with the 128 player lobbies because we've seen bots be in Battle Royale games, Fortnite being the most notable one, and that's not as big of a problem. Like, I don't see people complaining about the bots in Fortnite. One, because they're pretty easy to kill, but then also, you know, like fighting a, fighting a bot team or fighting a, if you're playing solos, right? Like fighting a bot and killing it 
doesn't necessarily ruin the game for you. If anything, it gets you more kills, right? And then and gives you that that confidence booster that you need. That said, in a 64 player versus 64 player uh, match of Battlefield, I can see where the frustrations might lie if you feel like you got bots on your team and the bots aren't put in the work, right? But then on the opposite side, if you're on the other team and you're getting murdered by bots, I can see the frustration there as well. And so it's kind of be it's, it's kind of being in between a rock and a hard place in terms of how are you going to implement these things so that they feel like they have a good balance so that you aren't frustrating players in the way that thing in the way that things pan out in matches um you know that said right like i think you kind of need them especially when you're when you're going into a fall where you're where you're having so much so much competition between a new call of duty you still have call of duty warzone out there you have halo coming out you have a bunch of other shooters coming out right rainbow six extraction which you know isn't pvp but still is going to be a competitive shooter or not competitive shooter. It still is going to be a shooter game that people can jump into along with games like back for blood and others. There's a lot of first person shooter competition this fall and battlefield needs to be prepared to not have uh, an extremely high player base, especially if they're coming out for full price and not having the backing of something like game pass or something like PS plus or any, any sort of service they can put themselves on to increase player base. If this game is coming out full price, they got to have something to back that up. They got to find a way to keep the player base busy and keep the player base involved. And bots might be the solution to that, but it will be a very difficult thing to implement, I would think. Yeah, I mean, the, the reality is like all the, the games that you mentioned, like they fall into their different niches. And it's like, when you do that, it's not like there's only space for one, but there is a limited amount of space. And we were talking about Battle Royales, like there's an audience out there for Fortnite versus Apex, right? Versus Warzone. Those... They all have their their lanes that they're in in that one genre. And I think when we look at the more like traditional multiplayer arena shooter type stuff, then Halo's gonna have that. But Halo also has the more big team battle side that is very, very their thing. Battlefield, to stand out, Battlefield's thing is scale. It is insanity, it is size, it is scope, it is all of that where these maps are bigger than you've ever seen with more things going on, with more players, and it needs to be fun because of those elements, right? Mm -hmm. So that's why I think that the idea of maybe having smaller locations, map is shrunk, gas storm, blah, 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 that takes away from what the the promise of Battlefield is, right? Which yeah. is like all out massive war. So I think the bots are probably the best plan to go forward to make, and to ensure that you're not in these giant worlds with not enough people, but that AI has to be good, man. It needs to, at some point, feel like PvE almost, even though it's in a PvP-style yeah. situation. Like, it needs to be very well-designed. Yeah, and in some ways, it needs to feel like you are playing against players, I think, in that case. In the case mm -hmm. of Battlefield specifically, right? You, I don't... They, they, the AI has to be good to the point where you're being fooled as a player to be like, oh, man, um, uh, 420 killer XYZ just got me, but secretly they're a bot and you don't realize it, right? Like, the bots have to be on that level, uh, I would think, to make this make this worth doing and make this not take away from the experience for people who are, like, trying to win a game with bots on their team or however, however that pans out. And so it's going to be a challenge, likely, but we will see how this pans out. Story number three. Loki is coming to Fortnite in July. Speaking of Fortnite, this is from Andrew Webster at The Verge. Uh, I got a trailer here, Kevin, in the dock. If you want to pull that up as I'm reading through, that'll show people what Loki looks like in the game. In a completely unexpected, or no, in a com completely expected turn of events, Loki, star of the latest MCU show on Disney+, is coming to Fortnite as a playable character. 
But there is a twist for those looking to bring the mischievous god into a battle royale match. Loki won't be on sale in the regular item shop, but instead will only be accessible for subscribers of Fortnite Crew, a monthly service. It'll be available starting in July. Crew launched last year. Uh, it costs $12, $12 per month, getting users access to V-Bucks and exclusive items, along with the current season's battle pass. One of the big hooks is that the items are truly exclusive. Epic says that, quote, they will never be sold to non-crew members or given away to non-crew members, end quote. Which means that if you want to play as Loki, you'll need to sign up. Kevin Coelho, you are the biggest Fortnite fan that I know here at Kind of Funny. Uh-huh. I know, I know Loki looks cool. Loki looks dope. But yeah. does the idea of it being exclusive to the, the Fortnite crew thing, does that upset you or are you fine with it? Uh, well, I mean, why would it upset me? I'm definitely part of crew. You know, I'm all in with crew. Oh, there you go. I've been in with crew for the last like four months, I think, or since it came out. I think I maybe missed one month. And um, honestly, because like eventually there's going to be something I'm going to buy. So for three months, I let the like uh, the V-Bucks accrue and then I get to spend it on something cool that I would just be putting mm -hmm. money into later. So I think things work out. So yeah, I'm I'm excited to get this skin. Hell yeah, hell yeah! Is this the is this the biggest Fortnite skin that's been exclusive to Crew so far? I'm not being paying attention to. I what's mean, been coming yeah, out the other the other big one was Green Arrow, right? Okay, okay. Can you but like, you like the Green crew? Arrow show? That's good, right? I guess, yeah. Crew is basically the sub service, right? A subscription yeah. service for Fortnite that people can get into, and it's just a way it's a way to earn more V bucks. Yeah. And a way to get exclusive it's, items. Well, so it's so, it's twelve dollars a month, and every month you get a thousand V bucks, a new crew like skin, and access. So it does, to but the, it does give you the battle pass though. That's it does give you the battle pass I, as well, okay. which is kind of really pays for itself then, because the battle pass yeah. is like ten bucks. So so let, let me as somebody that doesn't play Fortnite at all, and you do, Kevin, is yeah. it worth? Like it, crew sounds like it'd be a great idea. Twelve dollars a month, you get yeah. everything you need: the battle pass, the exclusive characters, and stuff. Do you think that you're getting your money's worth from that? Hundred percent. Like I, cool. I'm getting way more skins and and have V bucks on the ready when I want to. When there's something in the store that I'm like, oh, I want to buy this. I don't have to then go and and make stuff. I already have money accumulating. Cool. Yeah, it seems like just a better uh, option for people who play Fortnite consistently and want to get more out of the battle pass. You know, you pay a little bit more and get more content, which is really awesome, really cool. Do you guys think that there'll ever come a point that battle passes go away and like subscription services are the only way? No, I could see it being a multi-tiered system. You know, because I think battle passes work for a reason, right? Like I think you're seeing more, you're seeing so many games adopt the battle pass because it's a really good way to do things. And I think giving people options in terms of where to jump in is probably more of the future. Like I could see more games do a, Hey, we got a battle pass, but we also have this exclusive membership that if you want to pay more for, if you're, if you're a super fan of this game and want to pay a little bit more so you can get more currency along with exclusive items, you can get in that way. Like I would do that. I would do that for, uh, if apex legends had a crew membership, I'll yeah. probably do that for that. I, I mean, I think that what you're saying, Tim is totally going to be what happens where, it's a, a tier system, and I think that Fortnite is the first people to do it because they have the free option that you're doing without the battle pass, and you still earn some things. And I think if you do the whole season, maybe if you do two seasons, you'll have enough to buy yourself a battle pass for one of the upcoming seasons. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have the 
the season pass, then the crew thing. I don't think we need anything higher, but I could see other companies adopting this same like setup. Cool. There you go. Of course, speaking of services that you can subscribe to, you can go over to patreon.com slash kind of funny games where you can get the show ad free. And speaking of ads, here are some ads. This episode of Kind of Funny Games Daily is brought to you by Credit Karma. Credit Karma has always been there to help you make better financial decisions, and now they want to help you even more. With a Credit Karma money spend account, you can be rewarded for good money habits. When you use your Credit Karma money debit card, you can win daily instant karma purchase reimbursements on items up to $5,000. Just pay with your debit card, and if you win, you'll be notified on the spot, and your instant karma cash will be added back to your spend account. Right now, visit creditkarma.com slash winmoney to open your free account and start winning instant karma. Go to creditkarma.com slash winmoney to sign up for free and start winning instant karma. That's creditkarma.com slash winmoney. Instant karma is sponsored by Credit Karma. No purchase necessary. Exclusions and terms apply. See rules. Banking services provided by MVB Bank Incorporated. Member FDIC. Maximum balance and transfer limits apply. Our next sponsor, ladies and gentlemen, why it's Freshly. Dinnertime can be chaotic, but with Freshly, it's easy. Their chefs take care of your meals a few nights a week and take the pressure off of you. Freshly offers chef-made, nutrient-packed, delicious meals delivered fresh to your door, no cooking required. Uh, Your meals arrive cooked and fresh every week, so you can keep your fridge stocked and skip the trip to the store. Ordering is easy. Visit Freshly.com and choose from over 30 delicious, satisfying, better-for-you meals like steak peppercorn, sausage baked penne, or chicken pesto bowls ladies and gentlemen my father's birthday just came and went and guess what i got him a subscription to freshly each and every week i go in and pick the six meals that'll be delivered to his door and he loves them they're easy he doesn't have to think he just gets to come home pop the food in and have a good night right now freshly is offering our listeners 40 dollars off their first two orders when you go to freshly.com slash games stop stressing about dinner go to freshly.com slash games for 40 dollars off your first two orders that's freshly.com slash games for $40 off your first two orders. And our final sponsor of the day is HelloFresh. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes. Try HelloFresh's quick and easy meals, 15 to 20 minute dinners, breakfast on the go, and more easy options uh, that are perfect for your lifestyle. Of course, you know I love to cook, and one of the things that got me cooking, of course, was programs like this. You don't have to worry about going to the store. Everything comes to you. You make the meals you want. You learn some new cooking techniques. Ladies and gentlemen, you can go to HelloFresh.com slash kfgd14 and use the code kfgd14 for up to 14 free meals plus free shipping that's hellofresh.com slash kfgd14 and you can get 14 free meals plus free shipping uh hellofresh america's number one meal kit all right Tim, i got two for you in terms Mm -hmm. of the 10 out of 10 puzzles 10 out of 10 combat conversation Mm -hmm. all right firstly early pokemon games yes how do you feel about that? No. You don't think so? <laughs> no. Like, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Some some very some really good dungeon design, some really bad dungeon design. The early games battle systems, like red and blue and yellow, like, especially now looking back at it, like there was a lot of just matchups that just didn't work. The lack of fire mm-hmm. characters, like for the first half of the game, like the balance is just off. So I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go there. Gold and well, silver. That's... Was a little bit better, but like st- I still wouldn't give it ten out of ten. 
plus I'm putting Con- I'm putting combat up there. Uh, what ten, up, Kevin? Tenchu games. Mm, I've not played. I've not played Tenchu games, so it's hard for me to comment. Aww. But they're good. I mean, there's no new ones. You know, they're all really mm. old, but they're mm. good. Mm. Another all throughout there, and this is one that probably not as many people have experience with. But the Ghost of, Ghost of Tsushima Legends raid specifically, I would say has fun has like some fucking phenomenal uh, moments of both. Where like the puzzles in the Ghost of Tsushima, Ghost of Tsushima Legends raid, fucking nine out of ten, ten out of ten level for me. I fucking love that raid. Uh, and the combat, of course, is that is that Ghost of Tsushima combat, which is fantastic. Uh, and then also like a lot of people responding to the tweet Destiny Two raid, which I would say it's up there too. I love the Destiny Two raid that I did. Uh, and so keep throwing out those responses. I'm still looking at these. Story number four: Knockout City has a roadmap. This is from Ryan Craddock at Nintendo Life. EA and Velen Studios have shared a tease of things to come in Knockout City, the multiplayer dodgeball game that smashed its way onto Switch back in May and other consoles. The biggest news is that starting on July 27th, the game will be thrown into its second season. The new season brings with it a new map, a new special ball, three special events, new season contracts, five new playlists, and the introduction of a new daily login bonus. Kevin, I have, oh, you've already brought up perfect yeah if you look at the roadmap itself right like i'm all about this um i'm actually very impressed with knockout city and what its support has been since launch like i remember the first thing i the first thing i said about the game when i started playing it was man i hope they support it with new maps and new balls and stuff and immediately they added a new map and then yeah coming up coming up and and, um revealing this this roadmap and showing that hey we're not stopping right july 27th you're getting a new ball you're getting a new map you're getting all this cool stuff i'm all about it shout out to knockout city yeah, man, th- this is awesome. This is how you got to do it. I love that a big part of game development at this point has just been a a battle to figure out how to best present this type of information where they're like, there's a lot of dates and there's a lot of words. How do we put it in one pretty image that people can understand? And then they're never going to fully get there because it is always overwhelming and too much. But you want to be overwhelmed with good stuff. And that's exactly what they're doing here. I love this. I love the way they laid it all out. Cool shit coming play for free up to street rank 25 like they just they got this thing going where they're like we are years in now to this whole new ecosystem of how gaming works and especially with free to play titles and and to whatever extent they're free to play whether it's game pass and stuff or if it is just inherently free to play um or even just free to play for a bit until you eventually have to pay like this is how you do it give enticing reasons for people to want to play double xp all that type of stuff the events but then also new characters new balls new maps new whatever and like had this consistent clip of this tells us we're getting something next month in july and there's a season three and there's a season four all this year cool yep i think that's exactly how to make a good roadmap is laying out clearly hey what is your vision for what this game looks like what does the next year what does the next year look like you don't even have to tell me what's in season three and season four just as long as i know there is a season three and season four and what that looks like in terms of timing and as long as i know what the immediate future looks like i look at all the stuff they listed here right like new ball new contracts all that shit, and i'm like yeah no this seems good if you deliver on this then i'm very happy for the next season you know even them saying a new season theme theme has me excited because right now the thing is i believe it's like it's a heat wave and Mm. you know super cool like for the summer super awesome the idea that in july uh, late july we're gonna get a new theme that we can rock with super cool i'm excited to see what it is and leading into knockout city i would have never have expected that 
Knockout City would be a prime example of how to do a PvP uh, servers game right in terms of communication and in terms of support. But here we are where they're absolutely knocking it out the park. So good on you, Knockout City. And the best news is the more people that do this right, I hope the more will continue to do it right in the future. Like we're starting to see some standards form. And when people don't live up to those standards, that's when there starts to be an issue. Story number five is a little bit of a sad one. Uh, rest in peace to the real life dog meat. This is from Adam Bankhurst at IGN. River, the real life dog that was the inspiration for Fallout 4's dog meat, has passed away. The news was shared by Fallout 4's senior designer, Joel Burgess, on Twitter alongside a thread that honored her life with images, behind the scenes stories, and much more. Burgess began by saying that River was, quote, the antidote to my biggest worry for the dog meat character, a canine weapon and nothing more, end quote. River made their goal of having dog meat become a companion first and a combat ally second come, uh, come true. I've included some of the thread here uh, that Burgess tweeted out on Twitter. I've condensed it a bit, but I definitely encourage people, if you want to see the full thread, go over to Burgess's Twitter uh, and read the full thing because it's a very awesome thread. But Burgess tweeted out the following, quote, I said goodbye today to River, who most of you know as Fallout 4's dog meat. Heartbroken doesn't cover it, but I won't eulogize her here. For Twitter, I thought, it'd be, I thought it'd be appropriate to look back at her impact on that game. But first, I encourage you to volunteer with your area rescue. If you can't volunteer, make a donation to at ASPCA, at HSI Global, or a local group. It wasn't obvious at first that River would be our subject. We started by researching some professional dogs with film and or police training. Lots of games go this route, and for good reason. But in the end, we didn't. I remember the catalyst, an eager new member, had joined the dog meat team. I visited their desk a day, a day or so later. Research covered the walls, countless images of German shepherds snarling, all teeth, and attack postures. Within a day or two, River started visiting the studio. River attended countless meetings, but not just to be poked, prodded, recorded, and filmed as reference. Her biggest job was just to be with the team. The more they bonded with her, the more they saw Dogmeat as a character, a friend. You see, Dogmeat isn't primarily focused on killing your enemies. He's protecting you, often throwing himself directly into harm's way, giving you the time plus opportunity to, to deal with the threat yourself. If you've ever had a German Shepherd, you understand. End quote. Burgess closes out the thread with this, quote, Dogmi is a tether. He grounds you in the world, will always stand by you, lead, lead you to your family, and anticipate your needs. He wants you to be safe and happy. In other words, he loves you. And if love is River's legacy, I am contented, content, or content. Rest in peace, big girl, end quote. And yeah, I, I absolutely adore this thread. Of course, rest in peace. Um, this is super awesome. And yeah, like, Dogmeat is such a memorable companion in a game, both from Fallout 3 and Fallout 4. Uh, and I remember I remember my, my time playing Fallout 3, I'd never encountered Dogmeat. And then after I beat the game, I went online and saw people had a dog. And I was like, oh, I need to get that. And so I went back into the game, find, found Dogmeat, and I was like, oh, let's go. Uh, and since then, I've always, I've always appreciated Dogmeat as a companion. And so rest in peace. Yeah, man, what a story. It's so sad, but so awesome. And I love the way that they did this here like tying it into the games and all that stuff very cool yep last news story for you story number six marvel's avengers will soon always allow players to play as the same heroes as others this is from adam bankhurst at ign in july 2021 marvel's avengers will permanently allow for players to play as the same heroes as others the marvel's avengers team shared the news in a roadmap update blog 
also confirming that this much-requested feature will become a staple of the game during matchmaking and when forming strike teams alongside multiplayer Mega Hives and Omega Level Threat Family Reunion in July. So there you go. If you want to play as Captain America, but your friend also wants to play as Captain America, soon you won't have to argue it out. I'm sure Greg Miller is very happy about this one. Go get him. Uh, Tim, very excited for when Marvel's Avengers finally gets to a place where I myself want to jump into it and play it. But that seems just so far away. If I wanted it was coming out to mom grab shops today, where would I look? The official list of upcoming software across each and every platform as listed by the Kind of Funny Games Daily Show host each and every weekday. Yeah. Out today, we got Mighty Aphid for Switch. And then new days for you. Sega of America has officially announced Demon Slayer, Kimetsu, Noyaiba, the Hinokami Chronicles is coming to PS5, PS4, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, and Steam on October 15th. Grime is out on PC and Stadia August 2nd. And then Near Reincarnation, the, the mobile Near spinoff from creator Yoko Taro, will be released on July 28th. Of course, people can go over to patreon.com slash kindoffunnygames where they can get the show ad-free. They can write up, they can write in with their questions, but they can also write in with their squad ups, just like Andrew did. Andrew writes in with a squad up on PlayStation and says, I'm still playing a lot of Knockout City and looking for an active crew. As mine is kind as as mine has kind of fizzled. Should be noted, I know how to pass the ball. Hit me up at Knockout City ID Manny Thorn. That is Manny uh, Thorn spelt T-H-O. R-N-E. Of course, if you're playing Knockout City, if you're playing multiplayer, you know how valuable it is to have a teammate that passes the ball. And so Andrew over here is being an invaluable teammate. Uh, go add Andrew. Go play with Andrew. Have a good time playing Knockout City. Of course, you can go over to kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong, where you write and let us know what we got wrong as we got it wrong, so we can correct it for those watching later on youtube.com slash uh, youtube.com, not youtube, kindoffunny.com slash you're wrong. Or no, hold up. I, I bungled that. People who are watching later on YouTube and on podcast services around the globe. There you go. Uh, and let's yeah. see here. Let's see here. We made it there in the end, Tim. Let's see here. Let's see here. Some people are writing in with the 10 out of 10 action and puzzles. Of course, I asked for that in chat. You're not getting that and you're wrong. And then we got a little bit more context around a thing that is not a you're wrong. Tim, me and you killed it. We absolutely I, killed it. We got no you're wrongs here. Hell yeah. Proud of me and you. I feel like it's the, time for us to move on to that post show. Maybe a little shit list action. You got one today? Oh, I got a great one for you, Tim. Oh. We're going to talk about some of the best oh. Sonic the Hedgehog games. So get yes, hyped for are. that in the Let's post show. <laughs> of course, the rest of this week's hosts for Kind of Funny Games Daily go like this. Tomorrow, it's Greg and Patricia Hernandez. Wednesday, Ooh. it's me and Andy. Thursday, it's Greg and Tim. And then on Friday, it's me and Tim. If you're watching this live on Twitch right now, after this is Mike and Nick watching some fun clips and playing Keep Talking and Nobody Explodes. Of course, this has been Kind of Funny Games Daily. Each and every week that uh, live right here on twitch.tv slash kind of funny games. We run you through the nerdy news you need to know about. We have a Patreon post show for those that are subbed at the silver level of patreon.com slash kind of funny games. So stick around for that. Otherwise, till next time, game daily. <laughs>